0: Grounded in this moment, I am reminded that there is only one source, one presence. (coughs) And that this presence not only has the quality of love, but is the very essence of love itself. Knowing that each one of us, through the principle of unity, is also one with spirit, and also expresses spirit as love itself. I'm so grateful today to be here in community. Knowing that in our beloved community, we get to show up and express this love as spirit and as our very community. Knowing that my word has power and strength and volition, and is already finding its way to form, I simply release knowing it is already so. And together we say, And so it is.
1: Thank you, Cherie, creating such a beautiful space for our team. So, good morning. Good morning. If you're new with us, uh, my name is Reverend (coughs) Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And I welcome you home to our community. I welcome you home to your own mystic heart, where all of your own truth, your own answers lie. So we begin this morning uh, by joining our voices, we begin our Teze by joining our voices in song, in chant. This will be a chant for the month, and so you'll, you'll catch it, it's pretty simple.
2: We're still learning it ourselves.
3: You are beloved, just as you are, here in this circle of grace, shining
1: Feeling the shared vibration that lingers after we've joined our voices. We take a moment to connect, to acknowledge our oneness with our global community. So as we move into the Tase if you're comfortable closing your eyes and holding this service as a meditation, or whatever feels right for you. Envisioning a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses our planet. and accepting that each of us is a point of radiant light in that web. That light shines from within us and fills our entire being. And then it spills out from us and gets tangled up with the light that shines everywhere else. Noticing that every human every human holds this light, shines this light, with no exceptions. (coughs) That every creature shines with an infinite light, every creature, every plant, every rock and grain of sand, the soil and the water. And this light shines far out beyond our planet, into the clouds and the stars, the entire cosmos for as far as it reaches is this divine light shining. Everything enlivened by the divine spark. There are no boundaries. There is no separation. The light that you are is enmeshed in the light that I am with the light of all beings and all of creation. And so sensing our oneness, we acknowledge our stewardship, our responsibility to humanity, to all life forms, and to Mother Earth, which sustains us all. Centered in our oneness, we ground our heart in this month's theme, Beloved Community. And we shift our attention in our meditation to the title for this morning's gatherings. In the beginning. In the beginning, from the moment of our very first breath, we have been social creatures, born into families, that since early times in history have banded together into tribes and communities of various forms. Somewhere within our being, we know that we are interdependent. We need one another in order to thrive. Admittedly, some of us are more introverted, needing more quiet alone time. And some are more extroverted and thrive in the company of others. But we are not created to be isolated beings. We all in one way or another need some form of community. In our collectives, we find a sense of belonging, which helps to give our lives purpose. We find meaningful relationships, which provide an outlet for the joy and love that are inherently ours, and a chance for the service to which we are ultimately called as we mature emotionally, socially, and spiritually. In the book of Proverbs, we read, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. In one short verse, the most important reason for being in spiritual community presents itself. Being involved with a faith community is an irreplaceable part of my growth and evolution and of my prayer life, as it is for you. I can spend hours each day in silent solitary prayer but without the interactions with other beings in a shared spiritual journey i miss some very important pieces in the mystic heart community our vision statement is practicing the possible through prayer Take a moment of silence and just let that soak in. Practicing the possible through prayer. And our mission reads this way living from our divinity we empower our lives and create loving and authentic community through study service celebration and prayer so our primary and overarching goal is to live from our divinity to live as God beings in human form on the earth. To live as one who at every opportunity asks, what would Jesus do? What would the Buddha do? What would Krishna do? What would the highest expression of the ground of all being look like as me? right now. And then to do that. That's a tall order. So in order to assist us in reaching this goal, we empower ourselves and our lives through study, service, celebration and prayer. We are so blessed to have a spiritual community in which to grow, to connect, and to serve. Without such connections, growth can become stagnant as we are exposed to fewer perspectives and to what can become a limited trajectory for our course of study. We miss the opportunity to see how God shows up as others and to practice seeing the divine spark in all of it. That is the real practice after all. Something within me knows that all of these components of my spiritual journey will be enhanced and empowered by the participation in an authentic and loving spiritual community. I sense that I will find safety and support in difficult times, and friends to share in celebrating the joys of life. I discover others with whom I can speak my heart listening generously in return as we share life's journey. And I find those who will encourage me and I them as we move into a deeper relationship with the divine. We are here in beloved community to remind one another of how much we're loved, of how important our being present in the world is. We're here to reflect for one another when we fall when we're afraid, when we're worried or fearful. We're here to remind one another of the truth that each of us has everything that we need within us already to move through life with grace and with joy and with compassion and generosity. We're here to remind one another. And my life is about being here to remind you and in return being reminded myself. While each of us is drawn to study individually, or may be drawn to that path, our studies are enhanced by the perspective of others. Our fellow humans have deep wisdom to share. And each of us finds opportunities for empathy and compassion as we listen deeply to another. We are grown in understanding and a willingness to cooperate and to be in service as we come to know our shared humanity. As we mature emotionally, socially, and spiritually, we are called to serve to make a difference, to leave a bit of ourselves for the next generation. We want to leave the world a better place than we found it. Contributing to a spiritual community is one way to serve. Because of the shared vision and mission and the common interests and worldviews that members of a beloved community may share, countless channels and opportunities will likely develop through which your sacred service may flow.
2: In the first chapter of Genesis, Elohim the Creator said, Let us make humankind in our image and in our resemblance. We humans and all of creation have our origin in the divine ground of being. We are expressions of one spiritual essence. We all share the same life, the same love, the same divine heritage. The other creation myth, told in the second chapter of Genesis, illustrates a perceived separation between Yahweh and mankind. We can never be truly apart from God, but it is possible for us to forget that. When we believe in the misperception of separation, we create life experiences that make us feel disconnected from spirit. This misperception creates not only the sense of separation from God, but also from other people, nature, and the rest of creation. The purpose of the spiritual path is to heal that misperception, to bring ourselves back into alignment with truth, to experience the oneness that we thought we lost, to get ourselves back to the garden. So where do we begin? How do we reconnect? God is hiding right in plain sight in you, in me, in all that is. We heal by looking for and recognizing the divine in every face, in every plant and animal, in every situation. The Garden of Eden is at hand right here, right now but we have to look to find it. As we enter the sacred silence today, I invite us to contemplate our absolutely indestructible union with Spirit, our abiding connection with one another in beloved community, our capacity to support others and be supported by them, the freedom to grow in consciousness in our own way, in our own time, Feel the unconditional love in your heart area. Let that feeling expand and extend outwards from you. Feel the love being extended to you, uniting your love with theirs to fill the room and beyond. allowing the music gently to usher our awareness back to this time and place, we give thanks. Grateful for this time of blessed communion. Grateful for the support of spiritual family. Grateful for all that is. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. I invite you to know with me now that Spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. Reverend Diana continues her message this morning. We welcome her inspiration and her wisdom. We open our hearts and minds in expanded receptivity to our divine nature. And we experience our unity as we did in the beginning.
1: spiritual community helps to remind us to count our blessings and offers people of like mind and heart with whom we can celebrate together we can mark the passing of the seasons with our shared practice our prayer our rituals and ceremonies. Together we can sing and dance in celebration as one voice, as one joyful presence. We can give thanks and honor the light within every being as we witness the various forms that Spirit has chosen to take. Our celebration is expanded and uplifted as we share it with others. And our prayer is multiplied. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. As we join our purpose and intention with others, Recognizing our oneness in spirit, its power is magnified in our lives. Spiritual community can help us as individuals to build our faith as we see how God shows up for others. Prayers are offered and answered, and we have the opportunity to witness the grace of God in action. We bring the best of ourselves into spiritual community. And by doing so, we grow into our best selves. We hold ourselves accountable to one another and to spirit as we share this common experience that we call life on earth. And by our choice to share in the journey, we are all showered with countless blessings. In the beginning, Mystic Heart made the decision to create Beloved Community. Many have asked what that means. How is this different than spiritual or sacred community? The term Beloved Community comes from the American philosopher Josiah Royce in a writing in 1913. He wrote this my life means nothing either theoretically or practically unless i am a member of a community royce observed that besides the actual communities we experience on a daily basis there was also an ideal beloved community made up of all those who would be dedicated fully to the cause of loyalty truth, and reality itself. Royce founded the Fellowship of Reconciliation, a movement that was later joined by Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. In facing the challenge of a new age, Dr. King wrote, But the end is reconciliation. The end is redemption. The end is the creation of a beloved community. It is this type of spirit and this type of love that can transform opposers into friends. It is this kind of understanding and goodwill that will transform the deep gloom of the old age into the exuberant gladness of the new age. It is this love which will bring about miracles. Moving this concept into the 21st century, Reverend Jim Lockhart in his book, Creating the Beloved Community, offered this definition. A beloved community is a collection of individuals who are learning how to love themselves, one another, and the universe. Finding the experience of belonging and experiencing the wonders of who we are individually and collectively. It is a place where purpose and passion meet, where we practice being the person we desire to be and support others in that effort. It is where our faith in spiritual principles is realized. It's realized as compassion and service. The beloved community is a strong attractor to those who seek spiritual realization. It is not a place of struggle, but of continual progress toward a vision. That progress may have its ups and downs, but there is a sense of forward motion and of being involved in something vital. Mystic Heart Spiritual Center is a beloved community. It understands and accepts that life is forever shifting. It nurtures individuals as they explore, evolve, and emerge. It accepts that change is sometimes messy, and disorder must sometimes run its course. At the same time, it serves as a safe space to gather and a welcoming hub of consistency, love, and acceptance. It is so exciting to be part of a spiritual community both locally and globally, because we know that we are connected globally. A community that is actively engaged in the conscious evolution of the planet and of humanity. (coughs) Bravely shining the light of spirit into the deepest recesses of our personal and collective shadows. It is such a privilege to support one another through study, practice, celebration, and service, to join with a gathering of souls that consciously attends to our thoughts, our feelings, words, and actions, as each of us approaches relationship with greater respect and grace. And it is absolutely amazing to realize that anyone, anywhere on the planet, who is engaged in such deep and dedicated soul work is part of one community. We are, in fact, and in truth, one. Because there is only one. One source of all of life. One essence. One substance. One process. One. And each one of us and every being and all of creation is part of that one. A perfect and intentional expression of divinity. Irreplaceable, here on purpose, with a gift or gifts to give. And so I know as we gather here today that we affirm our own unity. We affirm our oneness with one another and with all of creation. And I know that the work that we do here is offered out so that all may benefit by our time, our wisdom, our practice. Every thought, word, and action that moves through our being leaves a lasting imprint on the evolution of humanity and the evolution of our planet. And so we take the time to be conscious, to be mindful, as we move into our week. As we move into relationship with other beings. As we take a look at how we nurture and care for our beautiful planet. And we give thanks that we have such a place to be reminded. Supported. A place to share our lives with others and to provide a listening ear. and So with deep gratitude for this beloved community and for every person that is or has taken part in any way I say thank you, Spirit. And I release this prayer knowing that this community continues to thrive and that each person individually continues to thrive as a part of it. And so knowing I've done my work, I've spoken my word, I have felt the passion behind that word, I lay it down. I let it be done. And so it is. Amen. So it's time for us to close our tasey meditation and as we do we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good should you choose to in support of the amazing work that those in this community are doing in our greater community if you're joining us online you can find the donate button at mysticheart.org or you can find our mailing address but please know in advance that we appreciate every gift of time, talent, skill, treasure that is offered to this community. That our hearts are grateful and that we acknowledge you as grace in action. And so we thank you for your generous gifts. We thank Spirit that our gifts may flow through each and every one of us. And I know that these gifts bless us and grow and, and prosper the work that we're doing. So with deep gratitude, I wish you a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. I know that it's already done. And so it is. is. I was gonna say a couple words right
4: there, (laughs) sorry.
1: (laughs) Just letting you know that after service there is coffee on the porch. If you'd like to come back in just a few minutes for a conversational aspect of um, our topic, it will be additional material and it's interactive. It's very relaxed. Um, Any proceeds from the coffee and the lunch donations are going to uh, Farmer's Footprint. We are working towards our first $100 donation, which will buy an acre that will be regeneratively farmed in the next year. So 100 at a time, acre by acre. Um, This organization's shooting for 6 million acres this year. So, that's where that money's going.
3: May your soul always find what it's looking for. May your heart always leave. Let's find you everywhere may you always embrace compassion and grace
2: and may God always answer your
3: prayer may you always embrace compassion and grace and may God always
5: answer your prayer
1: thank you for being here
0: This morning I am reminded of the importance of beloved community. And knowing that that love is who and what spirit is and who and whose I am in beloved community. Knowing that each one today shows up. And while they are listening and sometimes even sharing and talking, they come across the very thing they need for that next evolution of their consciousness. So knowing as Reverend Diana shares the lesson today, that we are lifted, that we are loved. I'm so grateful for this knowing and so grateful for this place and these people and this community. Knowing my word has action and power, I simply release it, knowing all is well. And together we affirm this by saying, and so it is. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you. You begin us with such joy, such love. So we're gonna begin this morning with uh, a new song for the month. After the Mystic Heart and the One Big Family, because that doesn't change. It's part (laughs) of our ritual. You know, we need some ritual and some ceremony in our lives. So we have pieces, yes! (laughs) In our service, we have a a way we begin, and it, it may seem repetitive when people come in new, but just know it as our ritual and our ceremony. So welcome to the Mystic Heart, one big family, and then we come together and you're going to like this one.
3: Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration. Lift
5: your voice and sing your part.
3: Hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And anything's possible through prayer. light if everybody meet. Everybody get up on your feet. See the
5: light if everybody meet. Let us be reminded of who we've come to be. We are love, we are one, one big family. Hey, 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 hey! Everybody, get up on your feet, see the light. Everybody, Hey, hey, yeah, yeah.
3: Hey, hey, hey,
1: yeah, yeah. All right, stay up because we're gonna come together right here and now. And you'll learn it. It'll put you doing in this all month. person next to you. Say
3: God loves you and I love you too. Now feel the love in the sanctuary. Lift your voice and repeat after me. Come we come together. 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 We come
2: together. We
3: come together. In the
2: name of love, we come together. We
3: come together.
2: Come together. We, come
3: together. we
2: come together. We
1: come together.
2: In the name of love.
1: Little different words this time. Now
3: look at the person next to you. Say, I recognize what God got in you. Now, in the loving sanctuary. Now lift your voice and repeat after me. crystal started.
2: Come, together. We come
3: together. We come
2: together. We come together.
3: We come together. We come together in the name of love.
2: We come together. We come together. We
3: come together. We come
2: together.
3: We come together in the name of love. From every walk of life, every walk of life, every creed and to you. Say, Namaste, I bow to you. Now feel the love in the
2: sanctuary. voice and repeat after me. We come
3: together. We
2: come together. We come together. We come together. We come together. We come together. In the name of love. We come together. Come together. We come together. We come together. We come together. We come
3: together.
2: We come together, we come together, we
5: come together, we come together.
2: Come together,
3: we come together in the name of love. We come together, come together, come together, We come
1: together. We come together in the together in the name of love. We do, we do, we do i kind of to get myself pointed the right direction here. <laughs> Good morning and welcome, morning. if you morning. just morning. came in at the intermission. <laughs> Who else in town has a church service with an intermission? I like it. <laughs> welcome to Mystic Heart Spiritual Community. I'm Reverend Diana Johnson, and pastor, spiritual director, and I welcome you home to our community and home to your own mystic heart you're the one with the answers. So if you're expecting it up here,
4: get over that right
1: now. Each week we do begin with a ritual, our conscious conversation. Um, We acknowledge our oneness as we begin with all that is, and we recognize the power of that unity. So I invite you to take a nice deep breath with me, breathing in. And holding it for just a bit at the top and then relaxing, letting it all go. Just let your chair hold you. Now this time when you breathe in, I invite you to stand up with me and embody the power of spirit as we prepare for this this visioning that we do as ritual each week. We're embodying our connection with spirit, we're embodying the knowing that we are writing a new story for our world. So hold with me the vision of a love-soaked world. Love-soaked world. I don't know where that came from, but it feels so good. Where peace and joy and abundance and generosity and justice and freedom are the living principles that guide our lives. All of us. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion and care for our planet as the sacred home that she is. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food the safety and comfort of home. All beings have needed medical care, education, healthy relationships, right livelihood, creative contribution, and a sense of belonging. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light Where the peace we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. We're creating a world that knows no greed. Where there is absolute abundance in having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a rich, full, and contented life. In this more conscious and conscientious world, every member of the human family serves as a vessel through which God's blessings flow. And so there is no reason we cannot have such a world. Can you say that with me? There is no no reason we We cannot have have such a world. (laughs) We call it forth now, knowing that it's taking form. as we hold and speak our powerful vision moving forward we align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding we call it good we call it done and together we affirm this by saying and so it is amen Amen. Amen. all right thank you for joining me in that vision Sharing in ritual is a powerful tool for transformation. Sometimes in um, newer spirituality, we forget about the power of ritual and ceremony. So it's important to to have those things where we, those places where we join. Another tool we have at our disposal is our conscious conversation. Who remembers what conscious conversation is? What it is like, what it, you know, what's the nature of that? Yeah. It
6: go feels ahead. good when you're talking with somebody and you're on the same
1: page. Okay, so it feels good. You're on the same page as the people you're talking with.
2: Talking with, not talking
1: to. Talking with, not talking to.
0: There's an openness.
1: There's an openness. Generous listening. Generous listening. What about our words? Are we conscious of what words we're putting out there? When we think. When we think! All right. (laughs) We've been doing think for a few weeks. Now it's on the altar. Think before you speak.
7: (laughs) We also have
1: up here um, grace. May I forever know grace in my communication generous listening, radical clarity, authentic expression, careful speech, and extraordinary awareness. So these are things we spent time on in our first eight to 10 weeks in the creation of this community. This morning, our topic has been in the beginning. And in our tese meditation, we spent time looking at what it means to be a beloved community. We said that in the beginning, from the moment of our very first breath, we're social creatures, human beings are. We're born into families. Since early times in history, those families have banded together into tribes and communities of various forms. Somewhere within our being, we know that we're interdependent, and we know that we need one another to thrive. That was kind of one whole half an hour in a nutshell. Then we looked at Mystic Heart from its inception. In the beginning, Mystic Heart made the decision to create a beloved community. This is how we defined it in 2019 after studying um, this book, which I'm gonna talk about more in a little bit. So here's the definition that we came up with at first, in 2019. A beloved community is a collection of individuals who are learning how to love themselves, one another, and the world. We're creating a sense of belonging to something bigger than ourselves. Together we learn to experience amazement and wonder at who we are individually and as a human family. We practice being the person we want to be and support others in doing the same. Doesn't that sound nice?
2: Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Sign me up.
1: <laughs> but I'd like to take our exploration of beloved community a little bit deeper through our conversation today. So what comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase, beloved community? Because I have had people question me a lot. Why do you use that phrase? What does that mean? So what does it bring up in you?
6: Acceptance. Okay. Being seen, being heard.
1: Okay. Acceptance. Being seen and heard. Okay. Did I see a handful over there too? Um, a, a, there's a reverence. Okay. A reverence. Beloved community.
2: Accepting love is a bond that ties us
5: all together.
1: Oh, accepting love as a bond that ties us all together. Yeah,
5: a place where I feel safe.
1: A place where I feel safe. Kind of tying up, with, uh, being love no matter what. Being love no matter what. Unconditionally being love. Yeah. A place where
2: it's safe to be your
1: authentic self. A place where it's safe to be your authentic self. So, would a beloved community need to be a spiritual community?
2: Not necessarily.
1: Not necessarily?
6: Okay,
1: they go hand in hand. So the way that we define it here, going back to, I talked about where it originally came from. Uh, American philosopher named Josiah Royce in 1913 first coined the phrase beloved community. And from that, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. and Howard Thurman um, studied Josiah Royce's work and then adopted that terminology for their work in the world. So that may be where you've heard it if you've heard it at all is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. But the way we define it here and the way that Josiah Royce defined it, people on a spiritual journey seeking closer relationship to spirit and willing to take their spiritual awareness into the world to be examples of love and compassion in action. So by that definition, it really ties in closely with spiritual community. Now we don't have to call it, if you have a problem with the word religious, because we don't use the proper definition of that word, but that's a whole nother talk. I won't go there. <laughs> but a spiritual community ties in closely with beloved community by its original intention. So will that always happen? Will people in the beloved community always walk their talk? Well, we are human. We are human. (laughs) (laughs) But not only human. But not only human. Exactly. So yeah, um, likely we will and have run into circumstances where the agreements we originally made were not held during our interactions. It's okay. Not a problem. How would a beloved community act? What might the people involved do when somebody slips? Somebody slips up.
6: Love them and forgive them.
1: Love them and forgive them.
2: And remind
1: them. And remind them. Gently. Gently.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. That's, that's the tightrope that we walk in beloved community, is that gentleness, that grace, and that consistency and the firmness with which we bring one another back. Because these are our agreements, that each of us is seeking to be the highest being we can possibly be. And so in community, we're gonna find We're going to see in others our own stuff, let's put it that way. We're reflections for one another. So when someone maybe loses a temper or is not in the agreement we've made with me, rather than pointing my finger, it's for me to say, why is this before me? What's in it for me? Take it into prayer. Listen for where my part is and what's mine to do. And then if there's something to be reminded, to do it gracefully and gently. Not as a reactionary thing, not in the moment, but after time, consideration, love, prayer. That's how we would interact with one another. We would do it privately. We would do it honestly. and and directly approach whoever's involved in whatever conflict is there. We would listen, we would ask questions to uncover the needs. If someone has gone off track, out of their normal way of being, what's going on there? Is there a need I can help meet? Is there, even if it's the need for someone to just listen Offering gentle and compassionate reminders of community agreements. Offering support for moving forward from this moment. Because we don't want to hang on to stuff, right? We want to deal with it, put it down, move on. So that's how we've agreed to behave in our community. And and we have been successful. We've had our bumps, but we've been successful. So I mentioned at Teze that the term Beloved community comes from Josiah Royce. Okay, I already said all that. (laughs) Let's go past that. But fast forward to 2017, and Reverend Jim Lockhart wrote the book that we studied as we looked for guidance in forming mystic heart. I'd like to read a short paragraph from chapter one of this book to move us into more conversation. This is going to be a conversation. I'm just kind of shaking it up in the order today. So, he says, The great theologian Howard Thurman saw the beloved community as a coming together of all people, races, genders, and beliefs into one universal humanity. This is the beloved community in the universal sense. This universal sense of the beloved community can be thought of as an overarching goal. It is the penultimate experience that we seek, that of peace and harmony for all. Another level of the beloved community is at the local spiritual community, which is the focus of this book, and which is what we are. This idea arises from the recognition that the consciousness of universal humanity is the result of the consciousness of many local communities. As within, so without. As above, so below. Ancient Hermetic philosophy. To contribute to a larger collective consciousness of the beloved community, the local spiritual community must focus on the development of spiritual awareness and more expanded consciousness of its members. We are heavily grounded in education and practice, meditation, prayer, those things that grow us spiritually. In other words, it must be as healthy as possible and continually work toward getting healthier. It must act in ways to help its members realize their own loving and compassionate natures in the world beyond the actual or virtual walls of the local spiritual community and it must recognize our humanness, our tendency to fail along the pathway of learning. I prefer the word fall to fail, but whatever. This is how the culture of the local spiritual community must manifest to be an authentic contributor to the universal beloved community. I suggest that the following qualities are important and we're gonna go into conversation around some qualities here. I wanna know what you think these things are. So the quality of an awareness of compassion, so that we're conscious of compassion. What does it mean to have a consciousness of compassion?
6: Knowing about it in the first place. Okay. Because I think a lot of me in particular, only come from myself, because mm-hmm. I wasn't taught that. Right. And it had to be something that I learned from somebody else or in a book.
1: Okay. So you you have to first learn about what is compassion? What does it mean?
4: I think it's being mindful and getting out of ourselves.
1: Okay. Being mindful, getting out of ourselves.
4: Perspective thinking. Being pers- able to take other people. Of-
1: Okay, so taking other people's perspectives rather than being solidly rooted in our own.
2: I think the best understanding of compassion is to have received it from someone else when you
4: needed it.
1: Okay, so the best understanding of compassion is to have received compassion when you needed it. That's how you come to know what it feels like.
0: I think when we're conscious of it, like as we go about, Our Mm -hmm.
4: activity—that—that's
0: the place we're coming from when someone's talking with us, or we're listening or responding to what they're saying. It's—we're bringing that into
1: the present moment. Okay. Yeah. So being having that full presence and awareness when we're sitting with someone. Yeah.
5: David says, "Lead by example. Love everyone."
1: knowing and understanding. Lead by example and what else? Love, love everyone. And Cheryl? Deep
4: knowing and understanding.
1: Deep knowing and understanding.
4: walking in another's shoes.
1: Yes, walking in another's shoes. So I, I continue to go back to a simple sentence that Charles Eisenstein has used repeatedly. It's a question, what's it like to be you? So being fully present with someone, with that curiosity, what's it like to be you? Living your life, in your body, with your conditions, being raised by the family you were raised by, in the economic conditions you were raised in, the religious background, the political, on and on and on. With whatever baggage you may carry, because we all have that, What's it like to be you? Hmm. That's compassion. That's a consciousness of compassion. So we also seek to have a consciousness of love and connection. What's, What's that mean to you? A consciousness of love and connection. Belonging. Okay, belonging although the community certainly brings that should we choose to receive it. This is my tribe. My tribe, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely have that here. Oh, that's wonderful. I hear that. That's what we're seeking to provide. So love and connection. Just being in another's presence with a loving way of being, just being the love. I was said earlier, be the love. Yes, listen. Listening with love. Listening with love, yeah. What does it mean to have a consciousness of deep and radical self-knowledge? Because that's another thing that, that we work toward in our education, in our meditation, in our practices.
2: We're not not encouraged by society to be our authentic
1: self. we're not encouraged by society to be our authentic self. And do we know what that is? Oftentimes we've been told by family, friends, society, whatever, who we are supposed to be. And we spend (coughs) so much time trying to be what we're supposed to be that we don't really sit and ask within ourselves the deep questions. We don't allow the higher wisdom to move through us and guide us as to who we are.
5: Sit for a while in the love community where you accept it for who you are, where you are safe, and you will find out who you are. There you go. Because <laughs> all those walls are gonna drop. <laughs> <thing> going to
4: drop
1: <laughs> So, being a part of a spiritual community over time, when you feel the safety and the acceptance, allows you to see reflected back to you who you truly are. And your walls, Lucinda said, begin to fall whether you want them to or not. (laughs) People see you, they know you, they hear you, you can't hide. And they love you with all of it.
4: But you also learn that.
1: Exactly. We are constantly changing and evolving, every one of us. So being willing to accept that within ourselves and within one another, okay? The the person that I met, when I met Chris 31 years ago, is not the Chris I'm married to. Not. Not. In many, many We're ways. We're too smart for that. <laughs> we dated a couple times and then I went off and did something else for a bunch of years. (laughs) We both had things to work on. So, allowing one another to flex and change and grow, you know? (laughs) Angela's cracking up out here. (laughs) We both had our work to do, for sure. So what about a consciousness of healing? What does that mean to you? A community that has a consciousness of healing What's the word healing mean? Okay, what? To mend. To mend. Restore. Restore. What's the root word that healing goes back to? Health. Health? Wholeness. 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 Mm-hmm. So a community that has a consciousness of wholeness and sees the wholeness in you no matter what. No matter what your storyline, no matter what your circumstances, A community that sees you as a whole and perfect being, growing, changing, and evolving. So a community that has a consciousness of vision, what's that mean? Consciousness of vision.
6: To evolve.
1: Okay. To to allow
6: you to evolve.
1: To allow you to evolve. To allow the community to evolve to allow the minister to evolve and all of the people engaging in service to the community. So do we sometimes practice that visioning consciousness? Yes. We do. We're getting ready to do some more of that. Um, We did a regular co-creation gathering to co-create this community. We did it first every week in the creation, and then we went to quarterly gatherings, and then COVID hit. And so we haven't had one in quite a while, but we're gonna start that up again because we're wanting to promote a consciousness of vision. And it's important what all of us think and what all of us envision for the community that we wanna be a part of. What about our consciousness of pioneering? Of what? Pioneering. Remember the pioneers? Mm -hmm. To boldly go. To boldly go. No one's gone before.
4: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So are we a bold community?
4: Yes. Yes.
1: We, We definitely are. Are we going out and starting new things in the community, new yes. ways of serving the community. Yes.
6: We Food are. Ministries is a big
1: one. Yeah, Food Ministries. Next week you're gonna hear again, we're already at that point where the 12 Days of Kindness is back for the Christmas yay. season, yay. <laughs> so we do a lot of work in the community. And we also stand our ground individually for who we are individually in the community and we accept one another with all that we bring. We have so many different religious beliefs or spiritual paths in this community. So many different practices and belief systems. But the common theme is love. The common theme is community. So it works. What about a consciousness of evolution and emergence? kind of ties in with the rest of it.
2: Yeah, that means we believe that creation is ongoing.
1: Okay, so, so creation...
2: Not a, not a done deal.
1: Creation is ongoing. The creative process is forever at work, whether we realize it or not. Sometimes, whether we like it or not. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like,
4: what did I just
1: oh, create? Oh my goodness. You know? So, being aware that evolution is happening what about mutual support consciousness of mutual support
2: that's essential
1: that's essential but what's that what's that mean to you what because mutual support could mean different things to different people
4: it means respect.
1: Okay, so respect.
4: So listen, hear, and respect what you're hearing versus making your assumptions about where I need to go or where whoever needs to be going or what would be the best thing for them.
1: Okay, so listening, hearing, and respecting what another is communicating and trusting that they have what they need within them to know what is right for them. It's not up to us to project what we believe a path to be.
6: Or judge.
1: Or judge.
6: Right. It's because somebody else sees something different doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. It just means you look at it different. That's right. Or your upbringing. And then you need to realize, is that serving you and that other person? No. So you need to come from love.
1: Right. So not making wrong. Not judging. You know, the truth is that we all have an opinion about everything, right? My opinion is no more correct than any of your opinions. Your opinion is no more correct than your neighbor's opinion. It doesn't matter what the opinion is. We all have the right to our opinion. And our opinion is true for us and it may shift over time and then it's still true for us and so honoring and respecting other people's opinions and beliefs is core to beloved community
5: Cheryl
4: adds that not to gossip not uh, someone shares something
1: to yourself yes no gossiping someone shares you keep it to yourself i to talk more about those agreements next week.
2: There's also a sense of uh, um, being willing to ask for help when you need it. Not okay. too proud to ask for help.
1: Okay, not too proud to ask for help when you need it. Is there anybody in this room or on the planet that's never needed help? I know I've needed help a lot of times. Some of us might convince ourselves that we
5: don't.
1: <laughs> Some of us might convince ourselves that we don't need help. I can do it. Don't bother me. <laughs> what about a consciousness of contribution?
6: Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs>
6: That's important. Yes.
1: What does that mean? A consciousness of contribution. Oh, <laughs> looking over here. Um, yes, yeah, no, you can the, just call it out.
5: The
6: community <laughs> will grow up if you give you put, you know, you yourself. Okay. And uh, yeah, you put, you know, your
1: energy. Okay. Your spirit. So you put your energy, your spirit, give something of yourself, that's a consciousness of contribution. And yeah, a community is only a community because there are many people showing up to be together and in order for that to happen, many people contribute in different ways.
6: Time, talent, money.
1: Mm-hmm. Time, talent, skill, money, lots of different ways love to prayer. contribute, love, prayer, yeah. Giving consciously instead of by rote. Giving consciously instead of by rope. Our conscious giving program that we have, there's a very specific process that I ask people to sit in meditation and prayer with before they make that commitment. And it's a very heartfelt, am I being called to do this? Am I totally comfortable and in joy about this decision? And if not, please don't. You know, please don't until such a time that that's true. That's a consciousness of contribution at a very aware level.
2: I think at the bottom line is that who I am and what I do makes a
1: difference. Okay. So who I am and what I do makes a difference. Yeah. And is it, (laughs) is it appropriate or in any way correct for me to know? How you should contribute?
4: No. (laughs) It's an individual
6: decision.
1: It's an individual decision. And I am constantly speaking to our sacred servants here about, please make sure this is something your heart is called to do. And if, if that's not your motivation, please don't do it. Someone else, create the vacuum, create the space for someone else to step in. If we're all here serving in joy, from our own joy, it can only be a joyful experience for people. And it's a
2: spiritual practice, and so it, it has to feed you And it's a
1: spiritual practice, it has to feed you spiritually. <laughs> There's a, a term in Sanskrit, Seva, which means selfless sacred service to God through service to one another. And in a prior experience, prior lifetime, um, there was someone who coined that "slava" instead <laughs> of Seva because of the nature of, you know, the uh, intention and motivation of a particular group of people. It was more like, oh, I have to, or I'm trying to earn value by this, or some other something. Or
6: my way to heaven. It's my way to
1: heaven. I mean, so many reasons. But please, here, only if it brings you joy and creative expression and delight in doing the work. That's, those are the only conditions under which you're allowed to serve here. <laughs> because that's what I need to bring every time I'm here, and I'm here a lot. You know, so. Okay, two others. Consciousness of possibility. Yay. Yay, okay. Practicing the possible through prayer. that That's a big statement. Practicing the possible through prayer. I don't believe anything's impossible.
6: The infinite
1: possibility. Infinite possibilities. The infinite mind of spirit, infinite intelligence, whatever you see that to be live in an expanding universe. We do. And a consciousness of resiliency. That's the final one that he mentions. What's resiliency mean? Mm. Hmm. Hold down twice, get up three times. Mm-hmm. Hold down twice, get up the third time.
2: To not allow the exigencies of life to overwhelm or shape us. Okay. To be with our core nature.
1: Right. Not letting those things that happen to us in life shape us or put us down or keep us, hold us back. Just getting back up and moving on. Remembering
0: our divinity.
1: Remembering our divinity. That's a really important key to being resilient. Mm -hmm. It's like it is not I but the Father within me that's doing this work. I can just put down all of that garbage anytime I choose to. Human ego stuff. Get back up and face it again. There was some of that involved in the creation of this community.
6: This too will pass. This too will pass.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So these are the things that this author gave a lot of focus, and this book gives a whole big chunk. Every one of those has a little chunk of uh, text to, to read and study, and we did that at the beginning of this community. He says, these qualities arise from the gathering of spiritually aware people who seek to deepen their realization through practice, learning, and connection. From these ideals and practices, the beloved community emerges. A community with something significant to contribute to the more universal beloved community. Committed people dedicated to the expansion of love and possibility constitute such a community. However, that all sounds very nice, doesn't it? What is it that might get in the way? People's egos. People's egos. In two words, there it is, huh? More specific, what kinds of things about people might get in the way?
0: Judgment.
1: Okay, judgment.
0: Needing to be right.
1: Needing to be right. Conflicting needs. Conflicting needs. Being afraid to accept change. Being afraid to accept change. Getting in a rut.
2: Communication breakdowns.
1: Communication breakdowns. Our own developmental levels. Spirituality is developmental, just like our psychological development, our emotional development, our physical development. We are all on some sort of a a continuum spiritually where we are in our own spirituality. And we're in the right and perfect place, wherever we are, whoever we are. But, those different levels of understanding can cause conflict as well.
6: Letting things fester, if something happens, Mm -hmm. and instead of letting somebody know something happened, you know, in a loving way, you just let it fester until it blows up.
1: Yeah, so letting things fester, not taking it, you know, like we were talking about before directly addressing yeah
6: in a loving way
1: in a loving way (laughs) (laughs) gentleness what about I guess the need to be right but our need for authority (laughs) what about our need for authority isn't it funny how that can creep up you know somebody has a particular area now this hasn't really happened here so far but again, past life experience. This is my area of contribution. This is my area of Seva, of sacred service. Stay out. The kitchen, she doesn't do this. The kitchen, she says, come help.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: have experienced, you know, the social hall's mine. Stay out. Have a lot to do with you? You know. It does. Mm-hmm. It's back to that ego. So the need for authority over something to have control.
3: And oh, yeah. I was going to say um, honesty
4: mm-hmm. because if we're our true self, then
5: people know what we need. They can help right. us. But right. until we open up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So honesty. Whether it's the one saying, here's what I need, you know, can you help, or whether it's saying, that's not my expert area, that's not my area of interest, you know, please don't ask. I mean, that's okay, too, because we all have the things that we enjoy, and if we're giving from our joy, then we don't want to be wrangled into something that we don't want to be doing. Our addiction to form, there's that change thing. Don't want things to change. How about limited skill, skill sets? Do you think that as a new minister, I walked through the door knowing how to do everything that needed to be done here? <laughs> I didn't know anything about anything. I mean, I'd been through a training program, a lot of schooling, but that's different than actually walking in and doing it. You think there are skill set areas where I might be weak? I
4: think there are in everybody's life. Yeah.
1: Thank God I have a webmaster and a social media expert <laughs> and sound people. I don't know. I told Chris yesterday. What would happen? If I mean, don't want to think about it. Because those just aren't my areas of expertise or interest.
2: And we don't have to worry about it.
1: And we don't have to worry about it. Let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, what about expectations? <laughs> Can those get in the way? Oh yeah. Walk through the door and I expect it to be this way. And it isn't this way. We have run into some of that. We've kind of been graceful about it, but when we changed it, this format for the service, People, I uh, like 10 o'clock. I like my services to be one hour long. I want, you know, hmm. Expectations.
4: Oh, one
1: hour is too long. <laughs> or one hour is too long. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to wrap up with just a little bit more from this. This is really a fantastic book if you're interested in in spiritual community, beloved community. He says, in other words, okay, he's talking about the obstacles that can come about in developing this community. In other words, our humanness gets in the way. Dang. We come together as imperfectly actualized beings regarding the expression of our potential. Then we try to grow spiritually in the company of others who mirror our imperfections back to us, (laughs) (laughs) triggering our negative patterns and bringing them to the surface. It happens. (laughs) When we fail to see this, we may also fail to understand the fact that the beloved community unfolds as us. Then we label what occurs as negative and resist it instead of seeing that it's part of the process of growth. When we come into community, we're recognizing the soul's call to commune with others in actualizing more of our potential to love and to be of deep service to creation. The fact that we seem to be so easily distracted from our soul's purpose by the dissonance of human interaction is one of the paradoxes of life. We get all wrapped up in the drama instead of focusing on our own business. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's fun. <laughs> Certainly more, um, maybe interesting or attractive. Familiar. exciting. <laughs> Familiar, yeah. How we encounter the inevitable obstacles to the beloved community is equally important as whether or not we transcend them. The concept of spiritual poise, of being so grounded in practice that we become very difficult to unbalance is critical. I'm going to close that there because I cannot say how important that is. That's been my work the last three years. How do I become so grounded in my practice and my deep faith that in the face of somebody screaming and yelling and ranting and raving and disagreeing and blah, 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 I can say thank you for sharing your heart. And truly not be upset.
6: Not take there's it personal.
1: That's work, not taking it personally, yeah. Because it isn't personal. Again, that's a whole another talk. <laughs> so this is where we're gonna leave Reverend Jim's work for today. We'll be continuing to look at this book throughout the month. Um, during the day I shared the Mystic Heart vision and mission statement. I would like to add our statement of purpose to help wrap up and move us into prayer today. You might want to close your eyes and let this be the beginning of our closing prayer. The purpose for Mystic Heart spiritual community in the world is to live physically Mentally, emotionally, and spiritually empowered lives. To bring our most authentic selves in service to others. To honor and experience the divinity of all beings. To experience the miraculous nature of our world and everything in it. To recognize and live from our unity. And to practice love in order to bring peace to our world. And so we anchor this purpose in prayer by knowing that there is truly one thing going on here, that that is the creative intelligence that we may call God, Spirit, Universe, Source, that this creative intelligence is forever moving is forever at work expressing itself and experiencing itself as each one of us and as all of its creation. I know that by being our true and authentic self, we give spirit permission to have full expression of itself by means of us. God needs to know, wants to know, gets to know. What does it mean to express as Diana, as Kimberly, as Barbara, as Kathy? I'm so grateful for this knowing, so grateful to know that each of us is responsible, able to respond in any given situation in our lives from a place of wisdom and grace. And so as we share in community, we uplift one another to know that wisdom and to know that grace. We walk our talk in the world. We offer who we are and what we have to uplift the whole. And so I know right here and now that this prayer spoken with feeling has planted a seed in the infinite mind of spirit, and that that seed is already growing into form. So we just allow it to do what it naturally does, to grow and to thrive as this community grows and thrives. We let it be done. We call it done. We let it be. And so it is. (laughs) And so it is. Thank you for being here today. Each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work that we do. If you weren't here prior, we do this at each service, so just know that we do this at each service. Mm -hmm. But we invite you to share uh, of your financial good in support of the work that we do in the world. So if you are joining us online today, you can find Uh, our donate button and our physical mailing address at mysticheart.org and in advance I thank you for all that you offer this community and know that your work and your energy moved through whether it's in time, talent, skill, treasure, It, it moves through this community and out into the world. So thank you so much for that. Please join us in our affirmation for this offering today. This is a heartfelt Um, affirmation. As I I awaken to the the God within within me and all around me, I see abundance abundance everywhere I look. I consciously consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith it does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance, and so it is. Amen. Please enjoy Faith Rivera and Harold Payne.
0: contribution is given with love I know that that comes into our beloved community and serves our vision so knowing this is the law of circulation flowing in and flowing out and flowing back to us in this state of gratitude, I simply know that this is blessed. And with a grateful heart, I know that it is already so, and together we say, and so it is.
5: Thank you so much
0: and stand for our closing song.
5: All right. <laughs> <sighs> Don't
1: forget dinner. <laughs> we have today is Labor Day weekend, right? So we have we have a picnic spread this week. Next door should be fun. Mm. Go river, go! Come on up! <laughs> All together, hand in hand,
3: we see the light. We take a stand, and we are changing. Hold your life for you and me, take your past and set it free, and share this blessing. Love me with you, peace and for you, spirit with you, breathe it in, truth comes in.
1: beautiful Sunday.
4: See you next week.